What up? Okay, I wasn't sure if you could hear me. <laughs> Should I finish your song? Yeah, I just, um, I was just harmonizing with the Skype uh, ringtone. Mm, it's a good warm up. It's a good warm up. Are we ready to do this? I think so. Like Alice, I gotta hold see. on. I gotta get my uh, get my energy up a little bit. I'm gonna do a verbal jumping jack. That was just to wake right. me up, doing some breathing exercises. Are you awake? I was gonna come at it with a low energy tonight, but now I feel like you know what? I can't. Can I, I'm gonna match you with that low energy as well because you saw you saw my sleep data that I sent to the family chat. Yeah, pretty bad, right? That was pretty bad. That's a pretty bad sleeping. If you, I mean, did it grade you? Does it give you a grade on your sleeping? That's a, that's like not a, a F, letter, right? not a letter grade. But if it did give me a letter grade, it would have been an F last night. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Fields of Work, a podcast about work and brothers. Uh, I'm a working brother named Sam, uh, and I'm a working brother named Max. And here we are, doing Fields of Work. We're gonna do nice low energy, kind of the smooth jazz version of our podcast this week. Just mm-hmm. you know, trying something a little new. Yeah, a little freestyle. A little freestyle, <laughs> sip a little wine, I think. You, I don't you know. sipping wine? No, I don't have any wine. You're probably, you're probably I'm thirsty. Be. I could go for some water right about now, but I got nothing. All I got on my desk is a pen and an iPad and like a million of these little magnetic balls. Um, what are the balls for? <laughs> what, if I could ask, what are the balls for? <laughs> the balls are for playing. And oh, they keep going. <laughs> they're a little dust toy. They're called specs. They're like these little tiny little ball bearings that are magnetized and they okay. stick to each other. And you can make cool shapes and stuff. And they're a very satisfying desk toy. Is that something you do during Zoom calls or is that just yeah, uh I like to keep my hands busy. Keeps um keeps the devil at bay. Yeah. Busy hands. The devil, the, the yeah. devil works through your hands is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it what idle hands are the devil's play thing? Sure. I think they literally mean if your hands aren't moving, the, the devil is using them. Okay. Wow. I think that's well, get that those works. hands moving. Yep. We can't, have, we can't have that on this podcast. No. Um, should we check in? Let's check in. This one's this is a max. You always give me crap Ooh. for not bringing anything to the table. Um, and here I am coming to the table with a check-in round question. All right. And that question is... What is we'll, – we'll try and keep it to one. What is one hobby that you would like to get into at some point, not beekeeping? We know <laughs> not you're, beekeeping. We know, you, we know you've talked about beekeeping before. I wasn't before. even thinking of that, but yeah, beekeeping for sure. Um, but you, you want me to go first? You first. Your audio. Unless you need time. You say, you say me? Me first? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Was, uh, I, um, I want to program, write the software. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's, I mean, that's cool. That's not like where I was thinking you were going to go at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think so. I mean, in the last year, I've gotten into golf and cycling somewhat, if you can call inside cycling, cycling. Uh, So I feel like I've done those two. But the next one that I would like to, if I had time to invest, it would be in teaching myself how to code. Would you put that... Knowing you, you'd put that to work somehow through doing stuff at the ready. I've got all <laughs> sorts of ideas of stuff I would love to make if I could. If I could resuscitate that Pokemon uh, website you had. <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about Psyduck's Hangout. That's uh, what it's called. That's good. That's a good name. Isn't that a good name? 
That's a good name. Psyduck's like Hangout. <laughs> we should have totally called our f- podcast that. <laughs> it wouldn't have <laughs> yeah, made, made any sense, but I would have liked it a lot. Do you think there's any chance on archive.org I can find Psyduck's Hangout? I feel like you've tried this before. Really? Not on the podcast, but I feel like I remember when you brought this up once before. Why don't you just give people a quick verbal uh um, I don't really summary. remember what was in that in that website. Huh. Sam made a website apparently how old were you? I don't know. Middle school? Yeah. About Pokemon. I like Pokemon. Who what 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 young boy of my era didn't easy. love Pokemon? Hey, hey easy. <laughs> no one's coming after you. Okay. I also I made uh me and Mike and his older brother, we had a very short project of a Final Fantasy VII fan uh, website. I distinctly remember using Papyrus, the font Papyrus, all over it. It was very cool. Uh, that, yeah. That yeah, makes me think so. of the uh, the SN- – have you seen the SNL skit about Papyrus? Oh, yeah. yeah it's the Avatar favorites. logo. Yeah. Uh, all right. What about you? What about you? What, what, what hobby do you want to get into? Gardening? Yeah, I was always looking for something to do. You know, keep my hands keep my hands busy. Yeah, um, put all this farming knowledge to use. You know, but no, I think. Um, I mean, I would actually really like to get back into. I in middle school also was into photography, and for a while was taking a lot of um, like nature pictures and things like that with my camera. And then really kind of fell off in high school, stopped doing it as much, and don't really do it now other than pulling my iPhone out and snapping a picture, which is I'm definitely better quality than the camera I used in middle school. But um, I would like to actually probably like, you know, really learn a little bit more about actual proper photography technique and get into that a little bit more. Um, and then like an active one would be for some reason, I really want to get back into running, but specifically like decent length distance running. What, um, is, what does decent length mean? I think I'd like to eventually run a marathon, but the half marathon, I felt s- there was a very short period of my life where I got into running and then I ran the half marathon a couple of years ago, uh, up North in Traverse city. And just like that, I, maybe, it, maybe it was just a once in a blue moon kind of thing, but I had that, that post run runners high to the point where I was like at the end of the half marathon, I was like, I could, I could just, I could just keep going. God, that's uh, hilarious. Cause I also at one point in my life was a bit of a runner and I also once ran a half marathon, but my experience at the end of the half marathon was, I can't believe some people <laughs> have to do this again. Yeah. I can well, I barely, my hips are on fire. I can barely move. I can't imagine doing this again. Although I would also <laughs> would like to run a marathon someday. But yeah, I guess distinctly remember being the most tired I've ever been in my entire life at the end of that run. Yeah. It just, uh, I think it's the kind of workout that I like doing. I'm not a weights person. And um, I think that kind of cardio is the thing I would like to do. But it's also one of those things they tell you that's like, well, it's about the worst thing you could do to your knees and all those other things. And I imagine and you're already kind of hard on your knees. I am. And so is it is it a matter of like, well, I'm already doing a lot to my knees, just keep going with it? Or is it a matter of, well, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't pick a hobby that's going to continue to be the maybe crap on my Maybe you knees. should get into cycling. Easier maybe, on knees. Yeah. I did two hours I, and 15 minutes on the bike last weekend. Uh, you just You just said that so you could bring that up. <laughs> yeah, it did. And um, the nice thing yeah. about riding a bike inside is I spent those two hours and fifteen minutes watching TV. <laughs> That's great. I Living learned my lesson the hard way though about watching the Red Wings during my workouts because mm-hmm. sometimes it makes it feel like twice as long. harder. <laughs> yeah, the hills feel a little steeper. Yeah. All right. Well, do you feel checked in? 
I feel I feel checked in. I feel hot. I turned off the fan and now I'm sitting That's here funny. sweating. I turned off my air conditioning because <laughs> I I already have bad audio quality and then this tiny house the air conditioning sounds like I'm taking off in a in a, in a jet. So right, well, we were talking about maybe keeping this to a, a tight a tighter episode. It sounds like maybe the stars are aligning for that to actually happen. Yeah, I might pass out. So <laughs> all right, it's, well, you know, go ahead. All right, go ahead. I was just gonna say because this kind of brings off of our last week's discussion where I was talking about how we had freezing temperatures. Now it's hot here. And it's been about high 70s, almost 80 the past three days, and uh, which is great. And you know, but it seems I did hear that. What would you you whisper? I said it was 85 here today. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if I like it. That's too early. Too too early. Too hot. So, did your were your plants affected by the cold at all? Uh, no. So I I think I'd mentioned that we didn't really. I didn't. I held off planting a lot of new stuff. You just had some cold boys, some cold weather boys in the ground. Yeah, my my boy Bok Choy uh, held strong, and Dude, he... Bok Choy is a great name for a dog. <laughs> okay, ooh, that's pretty good. You yeah, write that down. Also, I've got some Bok Choy in my refrigerator right now. I almost cooked how it you up get... for dinner tonight. How do you cook it? Stir fry. I have a lot of it. Okay, get a wok. I don't know. People... I don't have a wok currently, but um. So, anyways, the Bok Choy was the only thing that was in the ground that was like a, a transplant, something that we took from the greenhouse. So, uh, it was totally fine. I don't even know what it really got down to. Maybe 28 degrees is all, which I think is technically still considered a light frost. Maybe not, but it was fine. Um, it just meant that this week I had to play catch up a little bit of just getting uh, some of the stuff that I had been putting off um, from the, the cold before, which it was weird to then be out in 80 degree weather and almost feeling bad for the plants also. Like, I'm sorry that I saved you from <laughs> some cold conditions, but here you go into this like – 80 degree April day, um, but it's it's supposed to it's supposed to mellow out here soon, and that will that will help to just I just want it I don't want it to get hot too soon um, right. because all of your planning and stuff is like spring is for these you know kind of colder crops air quotes but like you know spinach doesn't like growing in hot temperatures and neither does you know certain other green and you know if spinach wilts it gets really really tiny and all your spinach should disappear. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, I try and pick that and sell it. I won't be able to sell anything. Nope. Um, so if the it, entire if it field of spinach make like one bowl. Yep. And you know how much I have to charge for that? It's a real boutique experience. Or five hundred dollar bowl of spinach. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I like spinach it a lot, but I don't know if I like it that much. I bet if I could build some hype around it, I could sell that one bowl. Probably. <laughs> but uh. So anyways, this week we got a lot of that stuff in. So basically we planted um, kale, collards, chard, uh, head lettuce, tot soy, another Asian green. Hmm. Today, I pl- today I planted Napa cabbage, which is tra- uh, Chinese cabbage, which they use for kimchi. Um, and I then, would assume Napa cabbage was Napa as in California Napa. Is that not true? I will tell you the truth. I do not know why it is named Napa cabbage. Um where the, where the name truly comes from, I'll have to do some looking up in the background and right. see if figure out why cabbage. it's called it. Yeah. Um, they're super pretty. Actually, probably my favorite cabbage crop right. to a, grow. A, that's, a handsome, that's a handsome lettuce. That's a, it's a, it's a, handsome, a handsome babbage. A, ha- and, a uh, handsome brassica. And so I put that in today um, and you know, planted some more carrots and some more greens today as well. So it's kind of been a, a big planting week. Um, do you like planting? Which is... I, I do. Um, yeah, I do. Like it's a little it? bit 
I one, it's just nice to like see the fields filling up. There's a satisfaction in uh, just like seeing, knowing which beds are. I'm planting very systematically. I'm working my way across certain fields, planting. I mean, I um, played Stardew Valley. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so there's a satisfaction to you know looking at that field, knowing okay, of the the, the twelve beds, ten of those are already planted, which is great. You know, you can kind of see yourself working through the fields. Um, I mean, the work itself is actually kind of rough on the body because. Um, for example, the process of when we're planting anything that we we started in the greenhouse as a transplant, or you know, we talk about that seedlings all the time. Um, that process is after I prep the bed and I mark rows um, in the bed, but depending on how many rows will fit for that type of crop um, and how big it'll get, I then use a tape measure that we stretch out across the whole bed and I drop plants at the proper spacing, and then you get down low to the ground and you plant those in the ground. And so for some things, like the Napa cabbage was uh, two rows, one foot. That's easy. That's great. You know, I'm only putting a, in a 50-foot bed. I'll put 100 plants in the ground. You can cruise right through. But then I planted spinach by hand today. Hold on. And I have to go yell at Emily because she's not yeah, respecting we, we, our audio environment. Is she playing pots and pans in there? What's she doing? Emily, <laughs> respect the creative process. Use headphones. I don't know where she went, but it's quiet now. <laughs> um, but no, and then so I, another thing I planted today by myself was spinach, which is four rows, six inches. So that's I'm planting four hundred plants in a bed instead of a uh, hundred, and so that's just really. <laughs> oh, wait, hold the on. answer is of course yes. <laughs> you have to get a separate podcast apartment. I think um, so. Just a separate apartment overall. I guess they call- <laughs> uh, so anyways, I do. I like planting. Um, I, I was excited today because it. I was truly working by myself today. I've had some volunteer help and uh, the owner was out. She was helping me on Monday as well. So I did have some help earlier this week. But today it was just, just me prepping beds. And I was curious like, okay, you know, how much can I actually plant by myself? How much can I get done? And uh, I was – pretty pleased i didn't transplant every bed some of them are direct seeded uh, i use a cedar it's a lot walk faster us, walk me i'm curious what was your so like what time did you start work today what time did you end work like how much did you get done today what did you actually accomplish so it was actually really morning heavy today of getting stuff done so i probably got out to the fields only around i don't 8 30 or so and what time um, do you wake up though i wake up around 6 30 okay right now for probably two hours well, 6.30, the reason I get up at 6.30 is – do I get, why, Sam, why do I get up at 6.30? Uh, rooster? Yeah. Well, but the chickens need out. They're upset. Uh, yeah. They want out of – the sun's coming up. They're ready to get out of their, their hutch. They're ready to so get I, out and start doing chicken stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I stuff. get down and always – the first thing I do is let the chick go outside, let the chickens out, fill up their food. And then I come inside and make my coffee. Fill up your food. And then usually – yeah, and then usually I drink coffee and read for a little while. Um and that was kind of that's kind of my morning routine. We have very similar morning routines. You just have to add some chickens into yours. Well, maybe, maybe uh, not. But um, so that's kind of, and then I don't know. I'm I will definitely start earlier when the summer rolls around. But um, and then I planted in the morning. I think I took lunch around one, so I took a pretty long morning. Um, and I planted five fifty-foot beds of stuff. So two of those beds were things that I transplanted by hand and then three of those or no, I only planted four beds. I lied. Two of those beds were then, uh, seeded with a, a direct seeder, but the bed prep 
process is I each bed is eight five gallon buckets of compost that I fill up, put it on the back of the cat, drive over there, dump those on the bed top. So I did that four times and then you dump fertilizer on each bed and then I take the walk behind tractor until to kind of incorporate the compost and the fertilizer. And then if it's transplanted, I take like a this little marking stick and just walk down the bed, try to make as straight of lines as I can. And then I plant whatever the spacing is for those plants. Um, and then direct seeding would just be instead of transplanting, I go and grab the seeder, um, set it up. Each, each crop is using a different uh, roller inside the seeder, not to get boring, but there's, you know, different spacings within these mm-hmm. rollers that are inside a direct seeder. So I have a sheet that kind of tells me what basically spacing to do all that on. And that was this morning. And then actually I, because it's been so, well, it's funny to say this after the flood, it's been very dry ever since the flood. So I was actually having to work with irrigation too, which is always a start of the year problem, which is setting up all your sprinklers, finding out what has holes in it, finding out what is too much pressure, not enough pressure. Um, it's all a system I've done before, but you know, it, it was a lot of turning things on and off, getting sprayed by sprinklers, getting, you know, it was a, a big, a big process of trying to figure that out today. But three of my fields now have irrigation um, set up on them, which is nice. a good feeling. What'd you have um, for lunch? For lunch, I ended up running errands, so I ate some Jimmy John's. <laughs> nice. What'd you get from Jimmy John's? Uh, I got like a, like a country club, but I got one of the giant ones, like the the huge sandwiches that they'll make. And so the other half was is in the fridge, because um, nice. I figured there will be a point later this week where I don't want to make a lunch or something, and. Uh, I can go and grab my Jimmy John's. Um, but the rest of the day was kind of just around the farm. It's really windy today. So I was making sure that like all the, the remay was on tight um, and all those kind of things. Um, the, the other fun thing is that the, the irrigation for the farm is on the same pump and everything as my house. So if I were to say, I want to take a shower, I have to make sure the irrigation is not running on the farm because I won't have water pressure for my shower. <laughs> Um, so I really work my life around the irrigation, but, um, I'm hoping <laughs> with rain and things that it won't be a, a, I'll be irrigating every day kind of thing. Um, but so that was today was, was a big planting day. Yesterday was a lot of, uh, I had a volunteer out here and we did a bunch of seed starting. So we were starting a lot of our, our cucumbers and summer squash and some of the more like exciting summer stuff, some peppers, um, <laughs> exciting. Well, you know, it just seems early to be starting summer. You know, the, those just, wait, if you if you laid like twenty different vegetables in front of me and you and you said, "Hey, order these from exciting to not exciting," I would just look at you like, "What are you talking about?" We'll do that activity. I'm gonna make you. <laughs> What's make the choose. most exciting vegetable then? I don't. I don't know. I think. Well, here I will tell you. For farmers, it's probably tomatoes because everyone seems to love tomatoes. It's a sign that summer's coming. And they make good money, so right. people yeah. and are excited they're just a about very tomatoes. like stereotypical farmer. Like if you think of farmer, you're thinking of a, a guy in overalls with a tomato in his hand. I mean, maybe maybe that's what you're thinking, or you're thinking of a guy you know holding a kohlrabi he just harvested. Sam, people think <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know what a kohlrabi looks like, so I don't think that's what I'm thinking. Play a fun game. Go Google it and see what it looks like in the field. Like look at it, look up kohlrabi with leaves. You want the whole you want the whole look, and then I don't you know tell how me that thing doesn't. But okay, K O H. Let's see. It looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, I was gonna t- I was gonna <laughs> say it looks like a Pokemon. It looks like a Martian a Martian vegetable. 
It looks it's, like uh, uh, I don't. I'm not. It looks like an Oddish. Yeah, it does. It does. It's um, it's in the Nebraska family. Proud of myself for everything's in the Nebraska family. <laughs> Max, this is the main thing it's, I've learned. A lot of things are. Um, oh, it looks straight yeah. up like an Oddish. If yeah. I played Pokemon still, I would have. I would get an Oddish and I would name him Cool Robbie. Yeah, it's a good name for a Pokemon already. It's all set up and everything. Um, uh, that's so anyways, hilarious. They look that's um, a, delicious, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's pretty good. It's like a, I, I tell people it's like it's like a cabbage apple. Um, mm. is usually how I describe it. It's a. It's obviously got that that same flavor of the the whole family of brassica kind of things, but it's sweeter. Um, and that that bulb that you see has more of a like an apple consistency when you when right. you peel it cut That's it up cool it's good try it out um so anyways to me exciting summer crops were started which is uh zucchini and things like that it just means that like we're a lot closer than i thought to you know summer mm-hmm. um i'm still trying to get my bearings down here and so the thought that i'm starting those things that are going to go in the field not into a protected space is kind of like you know gives me a sign that okay we're farther along than i uh than i would be used to i had a uh, similar experience this week which is uh, they started cleaning out the pool to my apartment complex, which is how I know summer is getting close. <laughs> that's also that's also a good indicator, you know. Yep. Everyone's got their different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This, this is another another classic example of uh, Sam's corporate world versus Max's, <laughs> I guess, blue collar farming world. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, I've heard you talk all about a pool. I believe you have a goose pool. <laughs> the goose does have a pool. <laughs> all right, I I it's you, not your pool. It's the goose's pool. And I've seen how that goose treats that pool. There's no way we're sharing it. Um, <laughs> I would love to see what would happen if, like, one morning, like, you got the pool all set up and you, like, got someone else to open their hutch and you were just sitting in the pool. And just uh, trying to be, oh, that'd be good. I mean, that's a good way to establish dominance. Maybe yeah. that's a way that we can kind of change the whole, the, the whole uh, real dynamic, paradigm The whole relationship. Yep. Okay, well, I have, a, I have a friend who's visiting this weekend. I'll see if he can help me out and I'll get to the pool. That's a great plan. <laughs> And if it works, uh, uh, please give me credit. Okay, I will. And then we, we'll 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 start our goose book. We'll write a goose book all about how to, all of our, our full of our dynamic different ways, mm-hmm. different things you've told me to do to get this goose to like me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think which at one point was sit down and talk to it. Yeah, get on its <laughs> level. Sit backwards in a chair with a backwards hat on. That's what it was. Um. So yeah. Other than that planting starting stuff i put on here i feel like it'd be a fun weekly uh a weekly conversation of like what's uh what's stressing max out on the farm this week yeah what's stressing what's stressing you (laughs) i feel like we even had like a nice little like musical stinger like oh what's stressing max out this week (laughs) and you know in previous weeks it would have been like man flooding was crazy (laughs) high winds probably that's always a good bet that's always a good bet yeah um but um I've been just trying I all these little things I'm trying to figure out as a farm manager and the one that I'm currently struggling with is one a lot of my transplants in my greenhouse which is not a greenhouse because a greenhouse has a auxiliary heat usually yours is a passively heated solar passive heated hoop house yeah and and even more so another step down it's not even technically a hoop house it's a caterpillar tunnel because in a hoop house it has fun roll up sides you can do uh, to kind of right. air to kind of vent everything and in a caterpillar tunnel you can roll the sides up but it's uh, a tremendous amount of work it's usually a thing you do once the weather is consistently warm enough you undo right. some of this wiggle wire roll the plastic up it stays so i have even less control 
of venting, the doors, a fan, it's kind of all I've got going on. And I think that plus, I think, some crappy potting soil that I bought from this company that I'm very upset about um, <laughs> has caused me to have some of my transplants are really yellowing. Like re- They look very stressed in the trays, but it's not like they're huge. It's not like they're, you know, if a plant has been in the tray for way too long, it gets root bound. Let's say you had mm-hmm. tomatoes that you, you, you know, planted at one point and just left them in the tray for a while. You would see them start to yellow, but that's kind of what is happening now, except for it's, it's not been in the tray that long. And, Mm. um, so I've been, I've been contacting other farmer friends to see what they think kind of explaining the situation. But I think to me, my best guess would be one, this potting soil is kind of trash that I was using for a little while, but I'm past it. I've used all the bags I had of it. How do you know it's trash? Did it just feel bad? Did it have a bad odor to it? No, no, it, it, it was, um, it was potting soil in the sense of like what you would maybe pour into a flower pot on your porch or something to plant some flowers. It was not for starting something from a little seed. You know, it was way too coarse. It was like they took really fine potting soil and then took a bunch of wood chips and threw it in there too. Mm. And so when you're trying to fill up these little cells in this, you get a wood chip in there. Tray, it's like, all right, you get yeah, you get one wood chip in there basically, and it's it's clogging up the whole thing. And so I think I'm not trying to really grow like, wood chips here. You need you need uniformity when you're trying to germinate seeds to get them to all come up at the same time, and for one to have a bunch of coarse stuff in the way in its little cell, and one to be in good soil, it just like partly definitely messes with it. But I think the actual main problem and what I am settling on is there's just a wide range of temperatures that these plants are exposed to every day. Less now because I'm getting less cold nights, but for a while there it would get down to 30 degrees in there at night. Right. And then, and then during like the day, 80. it can get up to 80, you know, 80, yeah. 85. And I'm doing the best to vent the doors, get some fans blowing and try and get some air moving through there. But that's a lot of stress on a plant when it's little to figure out, okay, whoa, it's really cold. Let's prepare for this cold. Holy crap, it's really hot. Um, so right. what I've learned, what I've discovered is, you know, take off and put on a jacket. Exactly. And that's, and maybe... Now we're coming to a new idea here. <laughs> plant jackets. Plant jackets. <laughs> yep. We've got a new business. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the one thing I, I – I mean I've been at other farms and known that you can plant some pretty sad-looking transplants and have them they, – they grow out of those leaves. You know, They can continue to grow past the, the yellow leaves you see. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that when I'm pulling them out of their trays, like today with that spinach, it was kind of crappy looking and I was planting it. They had really good roots, which is the more important part. You know, I wasn't right. pulling out just a plant, no root. So it looks like because of the stress of the temperature, this is why the temperature is kind of what I'm guessing. Because of the stress of the temperature happening outside to it, it was putting way more of its energy into its roots and what was going on below the soil to kind of basically just like fortify itself, mm-hmm. which is fine because I'm then putting them into the soil out of the farm and they should be able to, with those healthy roots, be able to take off and start right. growing a lot faster. And so we'll see in a week from now, I can give an update on what I planted today and see how are they looking. Um, otherwise, I think what I'm going to have to settle for is start really venting the caterpillar tunnel to try and get the temperatures to stay in a tighter, you know, right. standard deviation, not 30 degrees, but 15 maybe if I can. Right. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other one is I had a field, a field that I've been planting this week is just super clunky. Like the soil is, if you looked at it, you would be like, 
kind of amazed that I'd be able to put plants into it. And um, other I farmers soil- would make fun of you, be like, "What's wrong with your soil, dude? What's wrong with your beds?" It definitely wouldn't be like uh, if you were a very Instagrammable farm, you'd be like, "This is the field we're not going to take pictures of." I mean, maybe <laughs> when the plants when the plants are big for sure, but when we're prepping the beds, like, don't take a picture. So why and- you got a clumpy field? Well, again, I've been I've been trying to diagnose it and figure it out. So I did soil tests a little a while back, and I know on a nutrient level this soil is good. Um, the actual what is going on, like a really you know, good in the minutia is good. It's no, it's not good tilth because good tilth has good feel. Uh, good tilth means a lot more usually associated with actual the soil texture, but uh, it has uh, you know really good uh, nutrients and breakdown of soil organic matter, nitrogen, all the things you need phosphorus, potassium. Um, so I know it has those things. It has the ability to grow stuff. But the other thing you don't know is like, what is the actual, um, soil feel like, you know, do you have loam? Do you have sand? Is it really sandy? Is it really clay? And this farm definitely shifts more clay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I haven't worked on a farm this way in a little while. And that basically means when you have clay soil, it holds water a lot better than a sandy soil, and that means that if you – there's a tighter window of when you can work the soil with a tractor implement and not potentially cause a rough field to plant in. And what I did because I think I was just too eager but also I kind of wanted to get these beds ready is when I was doing all my lifting of these pathways and kind of prepping the beds, the soil was just way too wet. And so I was getting – Too much of an eager cl- beaver. I really, I really was, and I think I, I am mostly to blame for this. Hoisted and by so, your own petard. Yep, and I'll be fighting it for a while too. I think I, it's not going to be a quick fix. And so I, basically, there's there were heavy, big chunks of clay. I've gone Can't through you the rototiller with the tractor and just like chunk it up. I mean, you can, but like, it's it just keeps chunking up into littler chunks, which is fine. But you think eventually you'd have an implement that would just like, and now it's soil. But it's going to continue holding on to these little little pebble-sized if clumps. You, I mean, if you really cared about your farm, you'd get on your hands and knees and clump up and break up these clumps. Well, that's the thing that I know this isn't like irreversible damage is I can grab a clump with my hand and break it apart, you know, and, and get it to break down into its normal, you know, a better-looking composition. But mm-hmm. um, I've been, I mean, not to get boring, but I've been playing around with basically how can I prep a bed to um, – basically get it to be less clumpy because if you're going to direct seed into that bed and I've already noticed this with a couple of beds that I've direct seeded, they're going to not germinate as well because they have a bunch of, there could be air gaps between two big clumps. There could be this seed over here could be having to germinate through four inches because it fell down into a big old little hole. And this seed over here is kind of sitting on the surface. Mm-hmm. And so you get really non-uniform germination. So uh, if you're transplanting, like when I was planting that spinach and stuff today, it's not as big of a deal because I, with my hands, am putting the plant in the ground. It has a better chance to make it. So um, I played around with you know, changing my crop plan to put something that's more transplant heavy in the front where this field is and stop direct seeding things like carrots into it. Um, but I've also just been doing different orders of operations, you know, multiple times tilling, kind of like you said, like keep breaking it up. And I kind of did that today to see how it would work. Um, I've tried just like top dressing, like just the top half inch or inch of compost, basically. Don't incorporate it all and then plant into the compost. Uh, except if you get a heavy rain, it washes a lot of your compost away. And then it feels like that was kind of for naught. So we'll see again. I did some experiments today with what I planted. And we'll see if I get better overall germination from what I did today versus what I did last time I did this. Um, 
just a lot of that like experimentation to figure out like how can I solve solve this problem or is it genuinely even a problem? Are things right. fine? Um, it's just an aesthetic thing more than anything else. And yeah, and maybe, you know, the more that I grow plants in it and the more I grow cover crops and the less that I um, till the whole bed, like maybe its composition will get better over time too. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'm sure I'll have plenty of updates on that field um, throughout the season. But that's kind of well, – it's good each luck. week. Good luck with your yeah, clumpy thank, soil. Thank you. Thank your you. embarrassing uh, clumpy soil. Uh, I just, just don't tell people, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> want, you, I don't want to bring shame to our family with your clumpy-ass yeah. soil. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Thank We're you. lucky no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> I, I know. You know. We don't understand how hard for me it was to tell you about it. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, I've been I living like with clumpy soil. <laughs> you know, you're in on the secret. Yep. Um, but that's it. That's it. That's, that's the farm update. Um, All right. I tried to keep it tight, and it, it still wasn't really that tight. <laughs> well... It's all right. A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. What about you? You have a lot of things going on? No, the usual amount, I would say. Um, maybe a little bit less than the usual amount. Uh, first of all, I got my vaccine, so that's yeah. fun and exciting. The aforementioned sickness that you were kind of struggling with yesterday. Yes. Yeah. I don't, did I mention being sick on this podcast? Um, I think it was. I think we talked a little bit about it. Maybe. Who knows if we'll get oh, edited pre-show? out. Pre-show? Yeah, <laughs> I um I felt like hot garbage yesterday evening. So I got the shot at like 9.30 in the morning yesterday and then came home and worked a, basically a completely full day. And then around dinner just started, I guess, began my descent into just feeling like a hot pail of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slept like utter dog doo-doo uh, last night as I struggled with fever and body aches and it was just uh unpleasant did it it just feel like a real bad like a real bad cold you know and you're just like sweating a lot and you just kind of feel gross or did you get some of the like some people get the scary you know like it was hard to breathe it was Uh, i didn't get anything nothing with my breath it was purely oh wow i have crazy bad chills oh now i'm a thousand degrees get off of my blanket uh and my entire body feels terrible that more or less but then like Tylenol would help. Um, I had some soup last night. I ate a bunch of saltine crackers. The Red Wings played okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I woke up this morning just feeling a little bit bad, but not that bad. And I took some Tylenol. And then bada boom, bada bing. Good as new. Look at you. Good you as got new. That Johnson Johnson, right? got that Johnson Johnson, that COVID buff. Uh, yeah, the Johnson & Johnson one shot. Uh, and they, done. Really, they really pump, it, pump you full of that <laughs> COVID juice. And now I'm, now I'm, now I'm done. Now you're done. I'm Aren't you glad you did it. COVID to <laughs> bathe in. Yeah, it feels. Yep. I mean, I mean, it feel. It was kind of surreal to be like standing line. I don't know what your experience uh, was was like, but I don't know. There was like this, this like positive energy of everybody there, like the volunteers, or the people working the site, and everybody standing in line. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was like it was like standing in line to like. The only thing I could really compare it to was like, I. Uh, you know, going to like a playoff hockey game and like the yeah. and like maybe like after you after your team has won uh, and everybody's like mm-hmm. happy like that's what it that's what it felt like. That's we had different ex- different experiences because I guess yours was, sounds like your center was pretty big where you got it. It was like a big like, community center. And there was yeah. probably like forty people in line when I got there. Oh yeah, I went to I had to make an appointment. I went to a little pharmacy 
and I sat in uh, this tiny room with three other, or not tiny room, but like the third lobby basically with with three other guys or two other guys who were also getting the vaccine. Uh, we didn't talk very much. Someone <laughs> made a bad. So one guy probably made like a, I think he made a bad joke about like oh if I don't die first and like I was like oh and there was not a there was no real camaraderie amongst us. <laughs> we all kind of were just sitting there silently uh, getting our shot. So I wish, man, I wish I had that. Like this is an exciting moment. Um, but I still have one more shot. Who knows? Maybe next time. Maybe next time there will be bells and whistles. But I doubt it. Yeah, probably probably not. And maybe next <laughs> time we can talk about your uh, side effects. Usually well, people will get the side effects after the second one. So I hope not. Or, you oh. know, mom got both shots. and was fine both times. Same one That's that I'm true. getting. I'm hoping I got mom's tough jeans. Not and I'll power right through. Dad's jeans? I don't know. what. I don't think he's had his second shot yet. So I, I don't know. I was just making it. a general statement of dad's hardiness. <laughs> oh, he's got a hardy. Don't, don't don't bring him down. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Ted. So why was back. why did you say that you timed your vaccine perfectly? Uh, I mean, I just me? timed it in such a way that I didn't miss any work. Oh, that's good. That's what the <laughs> like, capitalists want. I didn't. I, like, I mean, I love my work, but I yeah. also like I love not working. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Sure. It's nice to not work sometimes. So and and not working. And having like the most valid excuse in the world is even better. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, all my side effects happened at night, uh, and I was good as new. I mean, it was it's actually good that it happened this way because today I had to facilitate four hours of stuff that I really could not move. So I'm glad I didn't feel bad during it. Those um those four hours weren't your what you have here as the sad vestiges of your strategy meeting. <laughs> no, were they? That is, is well, <laughs> three of those four hours of that one hour was something different. Um, no, I mean I, I think I mentioned this last time, but my my main client he left the organization to take a different role somewhere else, and it was unexpected, and it really threw a wrench into a lot of the stuff that we had planned, and we had been planning on doing this strategy meeting with him and his team uh, for a while and had been rescheduled at least once or twice. We have like our default way of doing these types of meetings, but we had made a lot of modifications to it based on stuff that they were doing and the nature of these two teams coming together. So like I had put a lot of cognitive power uh, into it and it's mm-hmm. all gone uh, at this point. So they're doing their offsite today, but because he's no longer there, the two organizations that kind of reported into him, it didn't make a lot of sense for them to, like they're probably not going to remain together. So doing a a big strategy session that is focused on how these two discrete organizations come to better in a better way. And yes, I will use that word synergize. um, That just didn't make any sense. So what it has turned into is me uh, working with, one of the two VPs that reported uh, to the guy who left and his team, which is like five people, doing like a pretty casual retrospective from the session that we did last August where they set a bunch of intentions for what they wanted to accomplish. We're basically looking back and, and asking ourselves, hey, did we do these things? If so, like why were we able to? Or if not, more importantly, really, if not, why what's got in the way? What do we want to focus on? Um, for the next six months. So we have three more hours with that team tomorrow morning. But it's just funny how much it has changed because this is a really chill team that I know really well. And like they're essentially self-facilitating themselves at this point. I made a nice box note where we're, we have a good structure for like what we're doing. 
And mm-hmm. um, I'm basically there to kind of just hold a little bit of space for them to have this strategy conversation, which is fine. It's nice and easy and casual and low stress, but it's just it's sad how much time I put into this thing that it just is a shadow of its former self. Yeah. Is do you feel like the conversation that is happening is good or do you oh, feel yeah, like it's kind of like it's super valuable? Um, okay. I mean, these leadership teams at, at companies like this, at least companies that I've worked with, they're all so booked in meetings all day long on surprisingly like tactical stuff. They very rarely get together and make time for these larger strategic conversations where we can have a few hours to actually kind of be slow and think and just talk about stuff and not being one eye on the clock trying to get to some sort of specific ending right away. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they're just appreciating having that space. And then the fact that I put in enough thought about what structure we needed to accomplish what they wanted to get done means that they can just kind of play in that structure and not have to worry about who's watching the clock, who's making sure we're going to get to stuff. Like, that's my role. Um, so I think I think it's going well. That's good. Yeah. Um, what else? I finished that white paper that I've been working on. What does that mean? Uh, What's it's a like white a, paper? A report, like, a, like a report, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was like a three-page thing that I wrote, um, and it was. I had much grander visions for it when I first started working on it many weeks ago, but the only person who really cared about it uh, has left the organization. <laughs> uh, so I decided to just get it to a more of an MVP, a minimum viable product uh, sort of position, and just send it out to the second to basically to the guys who reported to my uh, original client who has who has left i will be surprised if anybody actually reads it but hey i at least got to check it off my to-do list so that was fun <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah actually um, though no there's some good stuff and it's some like i i mean there's it represents some pretty deep and good thinking that i have been doing over the past couple of weeks and it is general enough and with some pretty minor tweaks, uh, completely anonymous enough to probably turn into an article that we can just yeah. share um, on our publication. Because um, it's not really about like anything specific to the clients about these ideas. So I think I'll probably be doing that at some point over the next couple of weeks. That's good. So we'll, we'll, I'll get some yeah. value out of it. A little dual purpose. In theory. Um. But the most exciting thing that I've got going on is that I am going to try using a virtual assistant. Is that me? <laughs> yeah, you want, you hiring my, me? you want to be my VA? <laughs> uh, what does that mean? What are, they, what are they going to do for you? Well, that's a good question. That's part of the experiment is figuring out if I have enough stuff <laughs> for an assistant to do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they can do kind of classic assistant-y type stuff, which – is like helping schedule things or monitoring uh, an email inbox. Like I honestly don't get enough email to where that is going to be a valuable thing. Once I start traveling uh, a bit more again, they could potentially like take care of booking travel stuff, which is would be nice. And back in the pre-COVID times, a surprising amount of my time was spent like making sure all of those logistics were always taken care of. Um, but really, the thing that I think I'm most interested to have this person work on are like 
essentially like various sort of small research projects to get me started on things. Like I have all these various things that I want to work on where my first task is like spend half an hour researching this thing to understand what's out there. And if I could have Mm -hmm. somebody do that and, and summarize it for me, I think I could like get a lot more higher quality stuff done. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk to her for the first time uh, tomorrow, and I'm using a, uh, a service called Zirtual, and basically do it monthly. Um, so I'm going to uh, committed to doing it for at least a month. We'll see if I have enough stuff for this person to stay busy, um, and I'm excited. I hope, I hope it will actually work. I'm trying to find my – I made a list of like the actual specific things that I might have um, uh, an assistant do, so I can give you an example. Do you, do you feel, um, you seem like a kind of guy who likes having control over his email and things like that. Um, are there systems that you are going to tell her that the way you'd like it handled, or is it more of like, a you are releasing this task to them to figure out and to process the way that they want to process, you know what I mean? Like you, you seem like you like to have control over some of those kind of things. Or, I think there are yeah, I think there are some things where it just won't make sense. Like there's not enough volume for an assistant to actually do anything. Like really, because we use Slack at the ready and I use Slack with my client, I get very little email. So there's nothing and I I have a particular way that I like to handle my email. So I don't think there's anything there. But if I do give the assistant something to do, I don't want to be like super micromanaging about how it necessarily gets done or what systems we we use. Um, so, I'll, I mean, we'll talk about that. I think generally uh, an assistant wants to use whatever is easiest for their 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 employer or their their client. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, so here's a couple of examples of stuff that I had written down when I was brainstorming, like. Basically, last week I sat down and I opened a document. I said, if I had a virtual assistant and I wrote out a bunch of stuff just to see if I could even make a list that was long enough. Um, So, like, here's a couple of things. One, it says, help me understand. And then it has a company name there. A former client is moving into a senior leadership position at this company. The better I understand this organization, the more likely I'll be able to sell a project to him when the time comes. What do they do? How do they make money? Who are their customers? Anything in the news about them over the past few years? So that's a perfect thing for a an assistant to like go do that research and pull it together in a one pager for me, just to mm-hmm. help me up, like very quickly get up to speed on what this organization is. Um, yeah. I want to potentially introduce a policy to the ready for a sabbatical, but for me to do that, I want to understand like how other companies handle sabbaticals. So I could see the asking my assistant to just go research that and like give me various options of how other organizations have handled a sabbatical policy. Um, Cause that will get me started and give me some basically help me get rolling on something without having to start from uh, starting from scratch. Hey, this is relevant to you. Actually, I have one item on my list here that says get the latest episode of my podcast loaded into Squarespace and published. There we go. There you go. Not that that takes me much time, but it is the type of thing where, you know, with the right login and the audio file, like, she could totally do that. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's purely an experiment at this point. I'm optimistic that it'll be useful. I mean, what I need to kind of keep an eye out for is that making sure this doesn't become – it actually takes more time. I mean, Mm -hmm. there will be an element of that early on. 
like the, when you're teaching somebody how you want to do things or like figuring stuff out, it is going to take longer than me just doing it on my own. But I'm hoping that that ramp up period is not super long and then we can start saving time pretty quick. But I need to make sure, kind of keep an eye on on that, that it doesn't turn into, you know, a yak shaving exercise. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. That's neat. That yeah. seems like a... It makes me feel like a, a very, a, even more corporate than I already am. I know I we know. joke about how corporate uh, I am, at least in the context of this podcast. But most of the time, I'm not feeling that corporate, especially in COVID times where... You know, I'm wearing slippers all the time and just sitting at my desk and doing and doing work. Um, it was easier to feel like more of a corporate big shot when I was like on planes and in business lounges and airports. I don't have any of that uh, anymore. But this has been like a, a taste of like, oh, yeah, I am kind <laughs> of that person, aren't I? Yeah, this is a it's a it's a different direction for like your your little monthly challenges kind of thing. It's rare yeah. that we inter- you introduce somebody else into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this poor poor woman. Um, no, I was going to ask about the, the process. Do they like? I mean, I, I don't know what it's like choosing a virtual assistant, but do you? Is there something about the person that stands out in the sense that like they are have done this type of work before, yeah. whether that's research or they have like do people have specialties or is it like yeah. I'm a virtual assistant, I will help with what you tell me to do? Yeah, I don't really know the the platform virtual kind of handles that, but they asked me a bunch of questions about what I would want to have someone do. I shared mm-hmm. literally this list that I guess read to you. So I think, you know, they have whatever their matching system is internally spit out this person who they have um, paired me with. Uh, Gotcha. Something, I don't know if she like saw the list of stuff and was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'd like to do that sort of work because I, what I indicated was that it would be very little like email and calendaring stuff and more research and like writing stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Well, hopefully, maybe the more that you guys talk, you'll be able to find out a little bit from her side what it's been like or what it was like trying to, you know, being yeah. paired up with somebody. I'm kind yep. of curious. And then, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're going to show up to record this podcast and um, <laughs> I won't even be here. Oh, is that where the audio quality will be better? <laughs> yeah, maybe she has some audio chops that can uh, help make this podcast better. Or maybe she just has a a better podcast that she <laughs> wants to promote <laughs> yeah either one also exactly. an option exactly um that's right. cool man that's exciting yeah are we done i'm really sweaty <sighs> i'm really sweaty we can we can we can wrap up uh the discussion on did the you, second did half did you finish the homework i did i did okay. but i i can save these notes for next time all right let's um, do let's do them next time maybe we'll start with them next time Okay, because I keep actually – I keep fogging up my glasses, and that's incredible. I'm not sure if there's like a – I don't know how I'm doing that, but somehow sweat <laughs> is really fogging up my glasses. So <laughs> all right, I'm well, getting worried. All right. Then, yeah, I think I think we should be done. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, Sam. See you.